Hi, my name is Teal, and I'm your host for the SweatNet Be Amazing podcast, where we share stories of amazing women who live in our communities. My hope is that you will feel encouraged and inspired after listening to each episode. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today here on the Be Amazing podcast on SweatNet. I'm your host, Seal, and I'm excited about the conversation today because I really think it's addressing things that women, as women, we continue to face when it comes to how we see ourselves. And I can't wait to share who my guest is. But before we get to that, I want to remind you, check out Girl Chat. These are episodes we've been dropping on the Be Amazing podcast. They are with my best friend, Leah. And y'all, we are talking about fitness, friendship, and faith. And really getting into some deep conversations about our own lives, our own stories, and how they've brought us to where we are right now in our lives. But also we're busting some fitness myths, so you don't want to miss out on that. So again, it's called Girl Chat. Check it out. We'd love to hear from you. Send us a message or even a question. I'd love to hear that. But right now, let's get ready for this next guest. Her name is Haley Hillman. I really connected with her on her story because a lot of what she shared, I feel like not just some things that I went through myself, but I know a lot of women have battled. And a lot of it was around body image and weight, how much pressure to to be at a certain weight or to look a certain way um, to the points of just the ups, the constant ups and downs. And she shares her journey on that. But she shares how that has full circled and brought her to a place now where what she does for others is help them find balance between exercise, what she calls healthiest living, self-care, and mental health. And she is part of the fitness industry and part of the fitness community here in Charlotte. Her studio is called Sweat Method. I just can't wait to share her story because I really feel like you're going to be encouraged, motivated, and inspired. So stay tuned for this incredible conversation with Haley. Welcome to the show, Haley. I'm so glad to have you on today. Thank you so much for having me, Seal. I think this is going to be a great conversation. Yes, I am stoked about it. Well, before we get into the, the deep side or the conversation, first, tell everyone a little bit about who you are. Yeah, so my name is Haley. I have been in the fitness industry for almost 10 years. I actually got started right when I was 16, right to I was 18. Um, my parents were actually in the fitness industry since the day that I was born. Uh, my mom was a trainer, instructor, whatever you want to call it, back in the aerobics days. And so I made a joke, I told still yesterday, that uh, my sister and I grew up pretty much in the aerobics room, in the corner at 5 a.m. every single morning, Monday through Friday, just watching these aerobics classes. And I think that that's, we always make a joke that like, that's where I got my beat. And I was a dancer. That was my background. Um, and growing up, I was all, and my dad was the same way. He was in bodybuilding. He owned a very successful business in the, in the bodybuilding industry. And so I kind of just grew up around it, but I didn't realize what it was until later in my life. And I think that every time my parents tried to get me to work out, I wouldn't do it. Every time they tried to, you know, give me something healthy to eat, I didn't want it. I was the, I was the kid that was always a much bigger girl. Um, I make a joke like tall and wide. Uh, and I always, it was always called out that way. And it was always like, oh my God, look how much bigger Haley is compared to the other kids in the class. And you don't realize how much that does to you when you're younger. And I'm sure with my parents being in the fitness industry, they just realized like, what, you know, what am I doing wrong as a parent while my kid doesn't like to work out, doesn't like to eat okay. And every time I try to help her with something, it just doesn't work. So long story short, I was very involved in sports. Like I said, dance was my big background. I was in cheerleading middle school all the way through high school. I played lacrosse for a few years, loved that. And that was always very natural to me. I love doing it that way, but it wasn't forced fitness. 
Um, and then probably when I was 17, I wanted to lose a few pounds for prom and it was great. I went to Mexico for the week with my family and I told my parents, do not let me eat anything out of a box. That's what I'm not going to do. And, um, it's just funny how I thought that like, that was, that was health, that was fitness. And I, and I was like, mom, I need you to help make sure I work out every day of vacation. And I came back and I lost, you know, quote unquote, lost six pounds and I felt really good. And it was funny because when I went to school, everybody was commenting, like, you look really good. And this, you know, you seem like you've lost a little, you know, a couple pounds. And it was almost that immediate reaction, like, oh, I should just keep going. And five pounds turned into almost 50, um, almost a year later. And it's really interesting to look back at what I thought was health and fitness at that point. And we can get into this much later down the conversation. But for me, it was exercising as much as possible. I was doing two a days, waking up and taking my mom's class at five in the morning. And then I would have practice for two to three hours at night. Um, and then if I felt like I didn't get enough, I would go and work out after practice. So sometimes I would do three. I was very limited on what I would eat. It was only fresh foods. It was very little, no carbs, zero. Um, only fruits, only vegetables. And I was even that time in my life where like even fruits, I felt like we're going to make me gain weight. It, that was the mindset that I had, but getting into that, I realized, you know, I love fitness. And what's really interesting is that I was very shy growing up. The only time you got me out of my skin was when I was a performer, when I was on, when I was dancing front and center, because that's where I really could show my personality. I just didn't really know the other ways to do it outside of dancing and performing. And when I was included in fitness, I felt like that was a community that I liked. I was able to kind of perform when I was in group fitness classes. And that was kind of what gave me this bigger outlet to show the confidence of me that I never had before. And then also in return, since I lost 50 pounds, I was getting all of, all of these great comments of, you know, to me saying how great I looked and I felt just better about myself, but in a very different way than I used to. And I felt like, okay, people are finally seeing me. People are finally wanting to be around me. And, and I, I, I found this false sense of confidence through that. But I think that that was what ultimately led me to the rest of my life. Of course, I don't, you know, I don't think back and I want to change anything that I went through. Um, and so it was crazy. I mean, like I wanted to get into bodybuilding. I wanted to do all these things, but I just realized ultimately, like I wanted to teach. I really wanted to be in group fitness. That was like what I felt on my heart was what I needed to do. And so is the day I turned 18, I signed up for my group fitness and my personal training certification, went that route. The first class I ever taught was actually Zumba. Um, I would take a Zumba class at the YMCA. That was my thing. I freaking loved it. And then, so I got my Zumba certification. That was kind of where I started my fitness journey. And then I moved to Charleston, South Carolina for school. And I would actually just personal train people out of the back of my car. And Charleston's known for, you probably can find somebody doing something in fitness outdoors. I had like battle ropes. I had anything you can think of in the back of my Jeep Wrangler. And I would just find random people that I knew that wanted to work out. I would just train them and make some extra cash on the side. Um, and then from there, I was introduced to a, an awesome cycle studio in Charleston. It was just opening up. It was very similar to a soul cycle vibe uh, where you, you ride to the beat of the music. There's lights, everything is, it's like an experience. And that was what I, I loved. I loved doing that. Um, and then it kind of just transformed into more boot camps. And then ultimately I ended up at Orange Theory for almost five years. I was a head coach there for a few years. 
Um, and then I ended up opening, um, co-owning a studio here in Charlotte and South End called Sweat Method. That's currently where I'm at right now. So we co-own this and it's been an insane journey. And it's crazy to think that, I mean, it's been almost 10 years that I've been doing this, but I, I think that the fitness industry is one of the hardest, but the most rewarding places to be. Um, people don't understand how demanding it is, how pressure filled it can be. But I think when you have the right intentions, it'll just get you the farthest. And I mean, you know, this deal that the people that work out with you every single day, it's, it's an incredible feeling to be around those people. And you have to give a lot. You're, you're very much a giver when it comes to being, whether you're doing personal training, whether you're doing group fitness, I think that lots of pros and cons, but it's just one of the best industries to get into specifically post COVID right now. It's a very interesting topic. We talked about this yesterday to see what the changes are, but then also how like group fitness and personal training and just fitness in general has just stayed. Um, it's not going anywhere. If anything, it's just going to get even bigger. And I think that there are just a lot of opportunities here. And we've seen so many more people that have never opened themselves up to fitness before. And I think that wellness is now coming into play, which is a big part of my life now um, because of the journey that I have been through with my eating disorder, my food addictions, and just body image struggles in general. Uh, I, that's something that I truly feel passionate about. And especially with women speaking about that men, of course, deal with it as well, but I understand it in a different light. And I know specifically post COVID that it's becoming even harder. And I think just giving women the tools to, to deal with it, cope with it, but also accept where you are at and then move forward and see, okay, it's not just about eating healthy. It's not just about working out. There's an overall spectrum to this that is really powerful at the end of the day in order to just have the conversation. Yeah, I totally agree with the, I mean, you've said so much right there, just in this last little bit of your conversation, talking about fitness and uh, talking about wellness and that wellness is a huge piece of it. And I love what you said about embracing where you are, like where you are right now, this is part of your journey. Your journey it's not, so many people put an arrival on something or they're like, you know, when I get to this point, you know, and then you get there and you, you realize like, no, I want to do, I want to push myself harder. So it's never about finding that like spot where you're just going to, you ultimately arrive at it. It's just this continuing journey because as you age, your fitness changes. So let's get into body image, because I know that this is a very, this is like a topic at the top of your list and you're very passionate about it. And I am as well. And I, I really would love for you to share kind of your take on that. Uh, well, I think it'll help to give people a little bit of context on my journey and what I've had to deal with specifically in the last, I guess, almost eight, nine years, I've kind of been through it all. Um, like I said, growing up in the fitness industry, I was, there was a lot of pressure for me to look a certain way. And I was never a certain way. I don't have the body type that is naturally tiny. I have to work very hard. Um, specifically when I was younger and you hear all the time, it's like, Oh, when, you know, when you're in college, when you're in high school, you can eat whatever you want. And I was like, where are these people? Because I'm the only person that doesn't seem to, to fit that mold. And it was always so hard for me to understand it. And I always felt like I wasn't living up to my expectations and other people's expectations of me, whether it was set or not. I just felt that that's how I was. And it was always so hard unless I was actively playing sports a lot or unless I was actively working out all the time. So starting back, like I said, in high school, um, I kind of touched on earlier. I thought my, my vision of being healthy was 
working out as much as possible, eating as clean as possible. Um, and what I didn't realize till years later was that I, I didn't exactly, I, I did not have um, anorexia. I wouldn't put myself in that box. And I don't like to put people in boxes. I think that everybody has to deal with the way that they are. But if you want to put a label on what I dealt with, um, orthorexia is essentially you were obsessed with healthy, you know, quote unquote healthy, specifically things that you put in your mouth, how often um, you work out. It's always the obsession of thinking about, I need to do this. And then you have the, um, you get very scared to gain any weight back, which was essentially where I was. I lost a lot of friends. Um, I didn't do any social hours because I knew that those people, especially when you're in high school, kids at that point, they don't really care about the foods that they're eating what they're drinking, anything like that. And I was very much a part of that um, before. And then when I got into it, I mean, I wouldn't touch a piece of pizza. I wouldn't have a bite of anybody's ice cream. It, it was to that point where I was so obsessed. And I think at the end of the day, it was because I felt like I had gotten so much recognition for losing so much weight. And people were asking me, you know, what did I do? And how did I get to this point? Oh my God, you look so great. And then, and then the biggest thing was I was getting so many opportunities, which is a conversation for another time as well. But I think that I felt like people are finally seeing me and I'm getting all these compliments and because I look so great, but yet under the surface, I'm working my ass off. I don't have any friends anymore. I am, I hate the way that I feel. I am tired all the time. I'm losing my period. It was just at that point where I was like, it's worth it for me because I continue to get those compliments and not to say that anybody did it on purpose. Nobody knew what was happening. And I want to say that to anybody who feels like, oh my gosh, I'm, I give people compliments for losing weight. I think that that's a, that's a, it's a hard line. I don't think I have an answer for that right now because I, I'm in fitness. You're in fitness. We like to make people feel good, but I want to make sure that we're giving people those compliments, no matter what size they are and not making sure that they feel complimented because they're losing weight, because that just it, in turn creates this hamster wheel of the only way that I'm going to be seen is if I'm smaller. And that's how I felt for years. And so I did that for probably two to three years. I got into college and things just took a big dive. I'm just going to go that route. Um, got around people that I should not have gotten around. I mean, like you hear about the typical college thing, but I got, it was just a very, very dark time in my life. Very dark. Um, and luckily I was able to stay in the fitness industry, but I was, when I started teaching cycle, I was cycling three to four hours a day. And so I was also starting to think more on the mindset of like, maybe I should start eating a little bit more because I'm training a lot. Um, I have to teach these classes. I got to keep up with it. And not only was my mental state in a very bad place, but then I just started eating like a you know regular person would. And I ended up over a year putting 50 pounds plus back on that people do not realize, and you have a bodybuilding background, you understand that like people who have lost a lot of weight and have gotten so much recognition, and then they put it back on and sometimes plus more hardest thing I've ever had to deal with in my life. Um, I felt like I was unworthy of being in the fitness industry. I felt just one, like I, I didn't know who I was when I looked in the mirror. I said a year ago, I looked 100% different and it does something mentally to you that I can't even explain and it freaking sucks because it's like, then I went back to the place of like, okay, well, what I did last time was I just worked out a lot and I ate really healthy. Okay. I did that once I gained that weight back and nothing worked. And what happened was that I developed what I'm calling a food addiction where 
So I, I kid you not, I thought about food the entire day. Not food as in, um, I need to eat super healthy and blah, blah, blah. It was, oh my God, I just want a cheeseburger. Oh my God, I just want to go have French fries. I just want to do all this. And what ended up happening was that like, I would go to the grocery store and I would like sneak a bag um, into my purse and not to say that you should do this, but that was where I was at at the point. I didn't want anybody to know that I would be eating chips or having a cookie. And I would sit in my car and eat 15 cookies. Um, I never got to the binge state. I want to be very clear about that because that's a very big issue that a lot of deal a lot of people deal with but there was so much remorse that I had and so much guilt that I felt that that would happen on a daily basis um, where I would just binge and binge and binge and I just thought about food 24 7 and yet like my weight wouldn't go anywhere when I was around people I was very healthy I ate the salads I didn't you know I'd have protein shakes I wouldn't eat any fats any carbs and I but then under the surface, I would be binging all the time. And then I would sit there and cry because I didn't know why I didn't have this control. I mean, it was literally an uncontrollable action that I had when I would go through these phases. Um, and it was like, I tried everything. I went to a hypnotist trying to figure out what was wrong with me. I would talk to therapists about like, why can't I have control over this? And nobody really understands what that feels like. Um, I mean, it was a true addiction and I, it was like, I couldn't get out of it. And then on top of that, I just felt like a piece of crap because it was like, I'm in the fitness industry. I don't want to be around people that I've seen before, specifically people that knew me when I was, I mean, I got down to a hundred pounds at one point and that was like, go wait for me. But yet I never felt satisfied. I felt like I needed to keep going. And so when I would come back home, um, I would avoid people. Uh, I remember when I would get tagged in photos on Instagram, I would immediately delete them. Um, whenever I would take photos, I would always ask people for me to like, let me take it on my phone because I was going to alter it. I was going to crop it. I was going to fix it, face tune it, whatever you want to call it. So people didn't realize how, how I actually looked. Um, and that was such an anxiety ridden place to live. And I, it, it was so controlling that I felt like I am so sick of this feeling, but I cannot get out of it. I was convinced that it was never going to change. And I was always going to be this way. And I was always going to be unhappy. And then, um, the person I started dating at the time, he was telling me like, you don't eat anything. You, and, and in my mind, I'm like, okay, if you only knew, but he's like, you don't eat enough carbs. And I'm like, you're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. Cause all I've listened to through my entire life is zero carbs, zero fats, all proteins. Um, and very low calories. And so it just like, he, he kept having this conversation with me, like you're not eating enough. And I was very big on protein bars, anything that was like hundred calories. So I was very chemical based with my food because I felt like that was, that was the diet industry. Um, and then I was teaching at orange theory at that point, And I met Jennifer Brunelli and which you obviously know. And she, I kept talking to her. And one day she was like, you know what? Like, let's let's just talk because it seems like you're at this place where you have a lot of questions and I feel like I can maybe help you. And I remember the first time I went in there, um, she did my body fat percentage and I sat there and cried because I would never get on a scale because I knew, I knew if I got on a scale, it would, it would really hurt me. But I knew if I wanted to get anywhere, I really had to be honest with myself. And of course, when you go and talk to a dietitian like Jennifer, she's going to get, she's going to tell you everything. Um, and 
I love her. And if anybody's in Charlotte looking for a dietitian, I 100% recommend her because she was so helpful for me because she didn't scare me at all. She didn't make me feel like, oh, you've gotten to this place and how nothing like that. She was, and she understood my background. She under, and I was very honest with her about the way that I was living before that. And I mean, I just remember the ticket just came out of that body scan and I just sat there and was just shocked by the number. And I think a lot of people see that too. And not to say that numbers are everything, but at that point I was so upset. Um, and, but I also had a turning point where I said, whatever this girl is going to tell me, I'm just going to do it. And I was not prepared at all for her to tell me to eat more and when she said it to me, I was like, you're full of crap. There's no way that I'm going to eat more food when I've done that and look where it got me. Um, can't do it. But I was like, you know what? Like, I'm so tired of this feeling. I'm just going to do it. Moving on, moving on. I was going from eating maybe 1200 calories to 28 calories, 2,800. Um, and I'll talk about this later. I'm not a huge calorie counter, but I think that it's really good to know where you're at. And I think specifically with somebody who's dealt with issues like mine, it's, it, it was really eye-opening and honestly, it changed my life, completely changed my life when I started doing this. And she was very flexible with me. She never made me feel like this is, this is the meal plan you have to have and you have to follow this or you're going to get screwed. It was never that. It was very flexible. Um, and I just said, okay, like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna try it. You know, I told her, I was like, I'm gonna gain the weight, but whatever, talking to the girl who obviously has gone to school for this and, and knows what she's talking about. Cause I clearly know what I'm doing. And so a couple weeks later, I'm like, you know what? I just realized I haven't had a binging episode in two weeks, three weeks goes by, four weeks goes by. I'm like, I haven't had a single binge, not freaking one. And I'm like, okay, hold on. And so I realized I was like, my body was just begging me for more food over the last five to six years that I finally gave it to it. And like my mind completely changed around food and my relationship with food completely changed. And I 100% attribute it to being one mentally. I gave myself the freedom to have whatever I wanted. I mean, if it was one of those, if it fits in my macros, I'm going to eat it. Now, of course I tried to do as clean as I could, but if I wanted to fill my macros with a brownie, that was what I was going to do at that point. And that from that day, it is very rare that I still have an episode and it's not perfect. And I don't think that I will ever be 100%, you know, cured from what I felt, but I, from going from, I'm never going to get out of this state to, I can't even tell you the last time that that happened. There's so much freedom in that. And so throughout the last few years, I completely switched the way that I look at food, the way that I look at wellness in general, because I don't attribute it to just food. I don't say it's just exercise. I think it's a, it's a whole different thing. I mean, stress when I was the most stressed in my life, that was when my, my weight was going up and it's like, wait a minute. I mean, I was eating the same things before, but yet because I was so stressed out because there was so much pressure on me that that was a huge deal for my cortisol levels. And people don't talk about hormones enough. And it's just, it's kind of come full circle for me to look back and realize what kind of barriers I felt for myself. And I, I feel like I was in such a dark place and it was because of my body image, really because there was nothing else in my life happening except for I felt like I wasn't worthy of anything because I had a bigger size on me. Um, and what sucks is that I think that we're in a society right now that we are talking about body image way more than we have ever talked about it. People who feel like they are in a bigger body are finally starting to accept it 
But I think that we are also in a society that people don't accept bigger bodies and they don't attribute it to it. And I, I mean, I was laughing the other day that I saw that Sports Illustrated did um, a, I think it was like a fashion show or whatever. And I loved it. Then I sat back and I was like, you know what, this is a step in the right direction, but you'll never see anybody that's a size four plus be on the cover of that magazine. It's not going to happen. Why? Because people won't buy that magazine because we, we still have tendencies of, I'm going to call it fat phobia. And we don't really accept people as they are yet. We're starting the conversation, which I think is a step in the right direction, but it's just people kind of talking about like, no matter what size body you're in, we've got to stop giving so many compliments to the smaller ones. Um, and we've got to start fulfilling people's needs of, if I am any, I don't even want to say bigger because bigger is rhetorical for anybody, but it's like, if, if I feel like I am not that double zero kind of girl or man, then I'm not going to get the recognition that I needed. And it's, it's, a, it's a hard place to be. But I think that looking back, I am not the size that I was before. And I don't try to get to back to that point because I knew mentally where I was at, it wasn't worth it for me. Do I have days that I still feel like, oh my gosh, I'm picking my body apart? Absolutely. Absolutely. That I think will very rarely go away for anybody. But I just feel like getting to a place where, you know what, like, I feel freaking confident and what I, I, yeah, things are jiggling all over the place, but you know what? I love the way that I am right now. I love the fact that I can feel free when I'm around food, when I'm around people, I feel in control. And I think that a lot of people post COVID have been dealing with that because of the, the fact that I think there was a, there was an article that I read the other day, like 79% of the people came out of COVID had gained weight. And then a hundred percent of them felt very embarrassed by it. And it's like, that's freaking sad. That's sad that that's where we're at, but I get it because I understand it. I've gained weight over COVID. I mean, I don't know a single person. I mean, there are very little people that came to me and said like, I lost. And I'm like, okay, that must be nice. But the rest of us over here are struggling. And it's like, okay, you gained some weight. What is that back end reason as to why it's bothering you so much? Is it bothering you because you don't like how you look or is it bothering you because you feel like people are gonna judge you for that? Um, and I think that that's a, it's a very important conversation to have with yourself. One is knowing like, where is this stemming from? For me, it came from what I felt like when I had gained all that weight back. And I noticed the opportunities that were taken away from me when I gained that weight, which is as a society, we just have to do better. And we're, we're, you know, we're taking steps to get there. But it was also a lying issue was that I was always the biggest kid and it was always brought up in a conversation, always. It was like, anytime a picture was brought up in front of us with when I was in dance and you have everybody that's sitting in front of me and then you have Haley, the big girl, the tall girl, the wide girl. And it was that, it was the first thing that came out of somebody's mouth. And that always imprinted something in me that I didn't realize until a few years ago. Like, why am I having such an issue with this? But I know that I am not the only one that has those, those thoughts. Um, and I think that it's just being able to be open about it, knowing that I am not the only person that struggles with it. And I'm not a size zero. I'm not a size two. I'm not even a size four anymore. I, it doesn't matter what the size is. I'm not as small as I used to be. And I, yeah, of course I look back at pictures. I'm like, man, remember when I could wear short shorts and not think twice about it. But you know what? Now it's like, I've got so much freedom in my life that it's worth that. And I feel like I've, been, I've put myself around people and I've built muscle and I just, I'm enjoying my life now compared to what I used to. And that is the reason that I'm okay with feeling this way. And I know that those thoughts are going to come, that I'm going to feel 
bad. I'm going to have body, body image issue, negative body image days, but you know what? Like that's going to pass. My body is changing every single day. And there's, there's more and more that's coming out about that. And I think it's so powerful, especially with TikTok and Instagram and people are talking about it more. I think that just knowing that there are people out there that are willing to just talk about it, the, the Facetune situation, the, the, the filter situation is starting to come to the forefront of the conversations as to why we're having that why there's so much pressure on specifically women to look a certain way. I mean, that's why I love what you're doing and the fact that like you're letting women wear a bikini on stage, but guess what? You're not going to get a trophy for being the smallest person that's on that stage. I mean, it, and giving people to, uh, the opportunity to feel like, you know what? I am not the smallest out of my friends group, but I'm going to feel freaking good. And I'm going to live my life. I'm, I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to try to be the best version of myself without losing my life. And I think that that's where people have got to find that balance of like, what do I enjoy doing? But also like, I want to live at my fullest and being super tiny, super skinny because I'm not eating and not going out to social hours. That freaking sucks. You're not living your life, but I also want to feel good. I want to enjoy it. I want to be able to move. I want to be able to live a few extra, a few extra years. And I think that that's a very powerful statement that you have to figure out what that is for you. Um, but what is it going to, to do to you mentally as well as I think is a, is a much more important conversation. Yeah, I think the body image uh, thing, I mean, both men and women deal with it. I agree with you with most women. I think it's like a, I feel like it's just instilled in you like from the time you're little, like yeah. the minute, you know, because, and now I think even more so because of TikTok, Instagram, girls see like all the images and the filters. We didn't have that. I didn't have that. Yeah. Um, and there was still that pressure. It, mine was just based on like growing up with magazines, like whoever was on the front of the magazine, you know? Um, so those were the things that I think, you know, especially, and I don't know if, if you were, I'm, I'm older than you, <laughs> obviously, but like there was a time where Calvin Klein models were like the thing. And I can remember my brother wanting to be super skinny. My brother, not me, but my brother wanting to be super skinny, like a Calvin Klein model. And I remember that time period of like, you couldn't be small enough or, yeah. or even look like, um, you know, sunken in and really skinny. So it's amazing to see where we are now, where, where people are having the conversation about body image, self-acceptance and self-love is huge. Absolutely. And, you know, I, same thing. I'm not perfect at that. I will judge. And I, and I can tell you probably half, more than half the fitness trainers or anybody that's in fitness, there's that pressure to live up to some like image of what they should look like as a trainer or a, you know, a coach or whatever, but it's, you're still human. You're still a person and your body is unique to you. And it's when you learn to love and embrace yourself and get outside because we can get really stuck in our heads and everything's happening up in your head. Like you're, you're having these negative talk, negative conversations. You're the one that's judging yourself and you're the one that has set this expectation. So it's when you can just start to, I even want to say relax a little bit and really start to love yourself. Then that helps with the whole stress because it is the stress, the hormone stress and all that, that can create like this ongoing like you're on a wheel this ongoing wheel of like yo-yo of where your weight goes up and down I'm eating a ton I'm not eating anything and it just keeps going so I think that you know love yourself mm -hmm. uh, embrace the body you've been given and you always work towards it being better 
you know, stronger because strong is the new beautiful and not to be um, so self-critical. You know, that's a really big thing. I think you learn to love yourself and you'll be able to love other people. And I think that's just a really big piece. And I love the conversation that's going on now with body image and especially with young, young women seeing it. Um, And just women of all ages, like women have balance a lot between work, family, career, like all of it. And I think even more so now because women are more career oriented and they are at this point where it's like strive for better, reach for higher, push yourself harder, be to everyone. Um, But you know, take a, take a step back and, you know, really look at what, what you like about yourself yeah. and love on that. Like, love that because you're unique and you bring something and that will help you view yourself and your, your physical body. Cause just like you said, your body's going to always change. It's always good. It's, you're always changing. It's never, we never reach a point where your body just like stays this way. And it's just going to be like this forever. It's always changing. And it's so interesting. I saw something the other day on, on Instagram that was like, um, it was like when I, you know, size 20, oh, I want to be a size 18. You get to a size 18, I want to be a size 16. And it just, I'm telling you as somebody who I I'm five, five, I got when I'm the lowest. I think I got below a hundred pounds and that was my goal weight. Soon as I hit a hundred, I said, can I get to 95? You will never be satisfied ever. And I think that people think, and I think this goes for a lot of different directions as well. But I think that people think like, oh, as, as soon as I get this weight off, I'll be happy. And it's like, honey, I'm going to tell you that right now. I had the weight off. I probably had 3% body fat at one point. It was, I was not any happier. Zero. And it's so people have this false reality of if I'm skinnier, then I will be. Or people will accept me more. And it's like, nope, I'm telling you now. And you always hear that cliche saying that like, you know, at your funeral, nobody's going to talk about your body size, but it like, it is so true. It's so true. And, and I go back to that question of like, where is that coming from? Was that just something that you were instilled? I mean, I can't, I mean, I, I grew up in the sense of like, you know, no carbs, no fats, that hundred calorie range. You always had those little packets of things to eat. It was a special K it was, you know, uh, low fat, zero fat, everything. And like, I, so I just grew up around that and that was just what instilled in me, but it was also girls didn't have muscle specifically. They had to be very skinny, very tiny. Um, and I think that like, it was, that was just always my, 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 uh, my background. And, but then I also on the flip side was around bodybuilding a ton. I mean, I grew up in the body on bodybuilding industry and I noticed that, like, oh my God, these girls are getting judged and no, no ill will towards the bodybuilding industry. But I think that that doesn't help a lot of women specifically that they get to a certain point, they get judged on their body, everything about it. And then they get done and they don't really have a sense of purpose after that. And then they are going to gain weight back. And that is such an emotional roller coaster. And that's just like a true testament to we as women specifically put so much pressure on the way that we look. And it's like, why? At what purpose do we do that to ourselves? But we all do it. I mean, it's very rare to find somebody that's like, "Eh, whatever. Or if they do, they're a size zero and it doesn't never affect them. But for the rest of us, it's just a it's something that's really hard to get through and you're, and it's always going to be a struggle, but at what point are you going to accept it, move on with it, and then start encouraging other people to feel the exact same way. And I mean, you always want to have better for yourself. You always want to look a little different, but at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, like you said, you're always going to be trying to change something always, 
Um, and you hear all the time where it comes like plastic surgery, like people change one thing and then they want to change another. That's exactly what happens to your body. And that's what we always think in our minds. It's like, okay, I got this thing done or I did this and I lost this weight. Oh, what else can I do? And it's like, you're just not going to be satisfied. So at what point do you just say like, screw it. I'm going to be happy at this point. I'm going to accept it. And I'm going to move on and I'm going to stop worrying about so much of how I think is, I mean, I don't look at you. I don't look at any of the, the people that come to my studio and, and think physically about them. Like mm, they could just get 10 pounds off. I think they would look a little bit better. It's like, I think we're past that and we should be past that. But people think that that's what I'm thinking as a fitness instructor. They walk in and they're thinking like, oh, I'm wearing this crop top and I'm not the person that should be wearing it. When I'm thinking, holy shit, I like, I love that you walked in with that confidence. You might not feel hundred percent confidence, but I love this. I love that you're doing this because I know how you're feeling right now. Stop. You don't need to feel any type of way. I mean, the fact that you showed up, you're attempting something that you don't feel hundred percent in that's step one, doing things that you might not be prepared for. And you might not feel like, oh my God, this, this looks the best on me. And I feel 100% like, or the person next to me is half of my size. Now I'm going to start judging myself. It's like, just focus on you, be happy with what you have easier said than done. But I think that there's also just that, that positive talk can truly get a long way with a lot of people. Absolutely. What, um, and since we're kind of on this track now, if there is somebody right now that's listening, that is struggling with body image, like just struggling with just the whole thing, like, you know, whether they have a, an eating disorder or they exercise like just crazy amounts of time, or they just struggle with like getting up every day and looking in the mirror, what would you say to them? One, I mean, I'm just going to say that I'm sorry because I know how that feels, but just understand that like, you are not your weight. You are not the way that you look. You're not your size. And I think that like, that's, we automatically think that way, but if you want it, like, cause I understand it's like, I, I want to try something. If I don't feel happy, then like try to do as much as you can while also completing your life, feeling good. And I would say one, if you have zero idea about nutrition, you're just kind of winging the whole thing. That could be a big deal for a lot of people. And that can make huge, a huge difference, not only physically, but mentally. I mean, we, there's so many studies out there that say like, you know, of course, the better you eat, I'm not saying the cleaner you eat, but the better you eat mentally, you're going to be in a better place. You're just going to perform better in general, your life, you're going to be happier, serotonin levels, all that stuff. There's a lot of benefits to truly focusing on good nutrition for a lot of people. And I just don't think people have the tools. I really don't. Um, or they have the wrong tools. They read the magazines on intermittent fasting. They read the magazines on keto. They, I get it. I've been there 100%. And it's like, talk to one, a dietitian first, in my opinion, but then I would also invest in a health coach. Um, one that you think has walked the walk, has done their research, has and, and has a very relaxed approach to it. Um, and that's what I, ended, I actually ended up getting about three years ago was my health coach certification because I noticed that like Jennifer Brunelli was incredible. Um, there's a lot of great dietitians in Charlotte that you can work with. And I felt like, all right, I need to take it to the next step and figure out like, okay, sleep. Sleep is a huge deal. Stress, huge deal. Lots of areas in my life that I'm not attacking as I should. And it's, and it's like little things that I know a lot of people that eat great, they work out a lot and they come to me and they say, Haley, I'm still frustrated. I get it, been there. 
How many hours a night are you sleeping? Are you drinking enough water? Are you, you know, are, who are you hanging around with? Do you have a lot of negative influences in your life? There's a lot of, um, they call them rain barrels that you can attack and just see like, are you overflowing in certain areas? I think that there's so much more to wellness than just fitness and nutrition. But for me, anybody who is struggling with just body image, get yourself around people who are promoting a healthier version of you, not a skinnier version of you. One, that goes on Instagram. Um, you hear it, it's cliche. Everybody says it, but like, if anybody makes you feel less than from social media, get you have to delete, you have to get them out. Um, because I know how that feels. I'm looking at somebody, I'm like, oh my God, I love their body. I need to do what they're doing. And it's like, okay, that doesn't help me at all. Great person. I'm sure they are, but like, it's not for you right now. Get around some positive people on social media, but then also in your life. Um, and that's hard, but I think that you have to be honest with yourself and saying like, am I going to a gym that's not promoting body image positivity? Um, are they trying to make me lose weight, lose weight, lose weight all the time? Is that their focus? I, I know a lot of gyms that do that and it sucks, but they're going to get there at some point. They're not there yet. Is your gym not helping you? Are your friends not helping you? Is your, is it hard to be around your family? I don't know what your, what your thing is. I knew what mine was. And I think you just have to sit back and be honest about it and not to say you have to cut things out and cut people out, but just know if there are triggers in your life, get to know what those things are really invest in a dietitian, specifically if you're dealing with any, any issues with food, with, um, you know, how you're living your life when it comes to nutrition, I think a dietitian can be very helpful, but I go the same route as a health coach as they really need to have a very relaxed, laid back approach to it, a very accepting approach to it. Cause I think that there are some dietitians and be careful when you come to nutritionists because nutritionists are a whole different ball game. Um, make sure that they know your background when it comes to like emotion. If you have emotional eating, if you do any of that stuff, tell them that, be honest with them, make sure that they give you somewhat of a flexible range, anything like that. Um, like I said, I don't calorie count anymore. I think that anybody who has dealt with an eating disorder, anything like that, it can be very triggering. So be, just know where you're at with that. Um, and then lastly, I would, to give you a tool, I would say to seek out a health coach that can really help you in all different kinds of areas. And this is for the person who is, I, I've done everything and I want to try something new. Um, the number one thing is just to know that you're not by yourself thinking this way. There are so many people out there that reach out to me on the daily saying, I'm struggling, I'm struggling, I'm struggling. And I get it. And, and it's, it's always going to be a hard conversation to have, but it's like, okay, let's have it. Let's see what we can do. But at the end of the day, like it's got to work for you. It's little baby steps here and there that you can take. Um, but everybody feels the same way. And it's, we're just in a society that's having the conversation. We're just now getting into it specifically post COVID, which one of the positive things in my opinion that came out of it, but I think that we've just got to take the next step. And you also have to be honest with yourself and saying like, am I doing everything that I, I can, and then can I just feel better in my life? Um, cause that's important. I want to make sure that people feel like I'm not losing out or missing out on anything. And that, cause at the end of the day, that doesn't matter when it comes to your size, you need to be, you need to be happy with where you are in life and body size is not going to get you there. And I totally agree with all of that. And I, I think that was huge. What you said about know your triggers, like know what it is that causes you to spiral. <laughs> I mean, if it's the scale, toss the scale out. Absolutely. <laughs> like, if it's something like, if it's a, if it's like you said, if it's a social media account, like delete it. Like if it causes, if you already know that that's like, a thing for you, then get rid of it. And there might be a point at which you can revisit again because you're in a healthier place. But until you get there, it's not, it's not worth it. 
Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think it's so important. To, and like, if you ever feel, and if some people are like, I don't really know if I'm, everybody gets triggered at certain points. And especially if you're at a certain point, everything starts to trigger you. And it's like, okay, talk to somebody who you feel comfortable talk, explaining things. And they can even bring up, like, if I say this, do you feel stressed? Do you feel, oh my gosh, they can help you as long as you feel accepted by that person and somebody that understands the situation. Um, which I think, I mean, it can, we're in a society now that you can get any certification online. You can say I'm a nutritionist and, and because I lost some weight, I know everything about fitness. That's not necessarily true. See if they've been through it. Um, and they've worked with a lot of different types of people. That's going to, it's like a therapist. It's going to take a couple trial and errors to figure out what person works right for me, but you have to be completely honest with them and say like, this is not going to work for me. If you tell me to do X, Y, and Z, like that's just not going to work. Um, I have to be honest and say, things like that. Cause that's just going to get me farther down the road. And it's so true. There are, there are a lot of things out there, especially with the diet, you know, culture that I think we think is the way it's supposed to roll and it's not. And I, I think that at the end of the day, you got to find who works for you. Um, but it's, it's important to find somebody to be honest and open with, cause then that's, that's the start of change. That's, that's the first step you can take in order to feel like, all right, I'm going to get somewhere. Now, where can they get in touch with you if they're interested in working with you as a health coach? What's the best way for them to reach you? Um, best way, honestly, is just DM me on Instagram. I want to get to know you as a person. That's my big thing. Before we do any sort of consult, like I'm just going to talk to you, figure out what your background is, get to know you, and then like ask you some like very basic questions, but also like I need to know how you work. Like you said, are you triggered by certain things? Are there certain places in your life that we can just make small tweaks to it? But yeah, honestly, my Instagram is Haley Hillman. It looks like Halle Berry. Um, but I, I really love Instagram. I think that there are some powerful things there as well, but I just, I think that that's the best way that I can, I can, you know, go from there and give you specifics too. I think that's awesome. We're going to switch gears because now we're going to talk about you and I want to know what your favorite workout is. <sighs> well, okay. So obviously shameless plug, I've got a gym called sweat method, obviously. Um, I love it here. I, I mean, it was funny how we've getting through COVID was the craziest thing for us to get through, but like, it's just been the most rewarding thing ever. I love, I love hit workouts. I love like sprints. I love going hard. We actually have two classes at sweat method. One, um, it's called hit literally, but it's treadmill air bikes, uh, you have a weight station, you have a bench, you have battle rope. So it's like, and it's a very fast paced class. It's 30 minutes as well. So that's kind of what differentiates us from a lot of different uh, gyms just in general. Um, we figured that if you're going to go to a hit class, I mean, technically you shouldn't be doing very long hit. That's not really what's going to be beneficial to you. And we want people to have longevity. And we, and I've taken my background when it comes to body positivity and making sure that this is something that I can maintain for a long time. And being at, I mean, I've been at a lot of different studios, taken a lot of different workouts. And I always felt like this, by the, by the 30 minute mark in a 60 minute workout, I'm, I'm dead. I hit a wall. I can't do anything. Like I'm like just sitting there staring at the clock, waiting until it's over. And it was funny how, when we started doing 30 minutes, like, oh, that's it. And then as soon as people started coming, they were like, you know what? I work so much harder if I know it's only 30 minutes. That's a fun class. It's very fast paced. You're not on the treadmill for very long. You're not on the bike for very long. It's sprint based. It's interval based. Um, we go very heavy with the weights. It's really fun. Um, we're always different. So of course, shamelessly, that's my favorite workout. And then our lit class is actually strength based, which has been so incredible here because we actually thought hit was going to do better than lit because people just like to sprint. You know, they like to go fast. 
Lit is what we call our strength and core class. You get plenty of cardio in it, but you're on a mat with a bench, set of weights and a slam ball. And you're essentially using the weights the whole time. So women specifically who come and take this class that don't really know what to do for strength training, but they need more in their life. They love it. And they, I mean, some of them came in here trying to pick up the six pounder. I'm like, no, 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 you need the 20, 25 weights and you're going to use them for 30 minutes. And a lot of things are time. So time under tension, that class is incredible. And I think why I like it the most is just because there's nothing really else around it in Charlotte specifically. Um, but we, I mean, we keep you moving. It's the same pace as hit. Everything is 20 seconds to 30 seconds max. We're not going to squat for a minute. We're not going to pulse. I mean, love other things like that, but like, we just want to get in, we want to get out. And it's, so it's been really fun. And I'm telling you, it's just, we have tried to create a community that accepts any body type that wants to lift weights here. I think we really push that. We want people to make sure that they get in that lit class specifically um, at least once or twice a week, because it's, it's so important specifically for women to have that strength training in their life. And I love it, but I love any class. It just kind of gets my mind off of stuff. Like let me leave everything out. And I, I want to come in here, work my butt off, keep my mind off of things. Give me good music. I mean, music. We, I mean, we spent a ton of time, finding the best of the best. Justin, the co-owner, he creates all of our playlists through this thing called Pacemaker. And it's like a DJ app where like everything's smooth. Music is blaring. It's a fun, it's a really fun time. So yeah, obviously I, I, I really love the, the dynamics that we've created here. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. It sounds like a blast and I will definitely be making my way over there to take the class. I want to take both. I want to take hit and lit. Uh, so what is, what about for you as far as daily motivation or inspiration? Do you have a, do you have a quote? Do you have a, uh, a song or is there a podcast? Is there something that you're kind of leaning into right now that you're I'm a huge podcast girl? I love podcasts. I, I really try to read books, but my mind and my ADD don't work with me very well on that. Um, I'm always trying to do that stupid multitask thing. So I'm always listening to podcasts. Um, one podcast in particular, when it comes to body image that I love is called, I think it's called the, the bird papaya. Um, she just recently came out with a podcast maybe a few months ago, and she is very body positive, body image driven, um, going from somebody who has a very similar background from being very tiny, getting a lot of recognition to gaining weight and noticing the difference in her life between that, but then also just accepting where she is and helping people cope with that yeah, I'm going to have times of, of struggle and I'm going to have those thoughts, but like at the end of the day, here's what matters. I think she has done a phenomenal job at stuff like that. Um, but I'm just a big podcast person. Um, I love quotes, but I think that there's really not one in particular. I'm very open to a lot of different things. I think that I think it's so important to get around positive people, but then also just educate yourself, whether it is business, whether it's nutrition, what, you know, find people that you really, really like um, to listen to. If, if it's a podcast, great. I mean, I like, I think podcasts are so important like yours is because like, I feel like it's a conversation and I feel like I'm in the room with those people or that person that's talking and that person can be talking directly towards me. I think like books can be a little hard sometimes to feel that connection with. And it just is going to give you like that one little tidbit of inspiration for the day. But I think if anybody is really looking for anything to do with body image, the Burba Paya is, is incredible. She does a great job. And, but I do think that you should be investing in yourself at least once a day, no matter what it is for you. I'm not a book person. I'll do audiobooks a lot, but 
for the most part, podcasts are my way to go. And that's my way of me investing in me every single day and just taking that time to get out of everybody else's life. Cause I'm, I mean, I love being on Instagram. I love it. But I also notice when I'm just scrolling and I just, get, I'm starting to get sucked into that vortex of like, look at everybody else's life and what they're doing. And it's like, okay, hold on, back it up. Let's do something that's actually going to propel me forward. Cause I get it. I mean, I don't, people who say that they listen to podcasts all day, every day and books. And I'm like, okay, that's cute. That's nice. But like for the rest of us, let's, let's go farther. But I think that that will just take you um, to the next level, not even just in your life, but just in, just in general to help you feel like a better person. The, the more prepared you are and the more experienced you are in things, the better you're just going to feel with body image, um, with your success uh, in your relationships. It's, I think it all ties together in my opinion. Yeah, it really does. It's all, I mean, take your time to educate your mind or, um, listening to something that's going to inspire you like that all has to do with wellness. And I think it's really important. I think it's just a really big piece and it doesn't, I mean, that's the other thing, just like you were talking about the workouts being short, like, you know, you do hit 30 minutes, you're done, you're out. Same thing. Like with whether you're listening to a podcast or an audible or whatever, it, you're not talking about having to spend hours doing it. It's just taking that little bit of time to give, you know, to give to that, whether you're doing it while you're like, I, I listen to podcasts when I run, like that's my yep. I'm multitasking. That's what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm feeding my brain. I'm exercising my body. Like trying oh, to do that. So yeah. So it's just, but finding that little bit of that little pocket of time um, that you can shut everything else out and, and, and that's a, that's a give to yourself. So yeah, I totally am with you or on the same page with that. The, as we wrap this up, do you have, is there anything else on your heart that you want to share with the listeners? I think just the number one thing is that I go back to, it's that you are not the size of your body, the size of your pants. And I think that if you ever feel triggered by that, just know that you are not the only person that does feel like that. Um, there are so many different things coming out nowadays that I'm so excited for that's, that's coming back to the sense of like, who you are is so much more important and it's not cliche. It's not stupid. And I think that you can find a nice balance between I'm living my life to where I'm actually living my life to the fullest. I feel good. I'm eating well. I'm, you know, I'm spending time on me. And I think this whole self-care thing that's going on right now, I think it's fantastic. I really do. I think that we're finally putting ourselves first for once. Um, and I think that we're, we're living in an era that we're finally having the conversation of like, what's going to help me? What's going to promote me? What's going to make me feel better? And anybody who is truly struggling with body image, like I said, just know that there are other people, all of your friends more, more than likely are dealing with it, male or female. Um, I think that women are going to be first in the conversation and male are going to come very quickly behind it. I think that there is so much power in knowing that we're not just splitting this thing up in half. I mean, I've talked to guys that have said, I've always felt pressured to be bigger. I've, felt, I've talked to guys that I've always been pressured to be smaller. And it's like, they've always felt that. Um, and that just goes with a whole different conversation. I just think that you can always try something, but just don't get in that mindset of like, I will be more worthy the smaller that I am. Um, if somebody treats you differently because you are a smaller size, that's on them. That's not on you. That's as, as a society, we have to get better and just know that there are a lot of things that we have to have conversations about. And this is one of them. I think that the conversation of knowing that, you know, I can feel better about myself. I can, I can look in the mirror and be happy if I'm not a size zero. I can. 
um, that's going to take some, some work on your part. That's going to take some trial and error. I mean, it doesn't mean that you have to lose weight in order to feel that way. You could feel that way now, no matter what size you are. That's positive self-talk. That's getting around positive people. Um, that's listening to good influences on your life and knowing that like, it's not, it's not always you. You're, it's, I, I think that I have a lot of conversations with people that come to me and they're like, all right, Haley, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And I'm not seeing the weight. Uh, the weight is not coming off. And I, to me, I say back to them, like, does the weight need to come off? Honestly, um, is this something that your body just, does your body want to be this size? I mean, everybody's bone structure is the same, but everybody's body is going to be different. Everybody reacts different. I'm not going to eat the same foods you are. I'm not going to do the same workouts you are. I will have a totally different body type than you. And so you have to finally come to that realization that like, okay, unless I want to go down a rabbit hole and eat nothing, don't see anybody on the weekends. That's great. You'll be smaller, but I'm telling you, you probably won't be any happier. And you have to learn to have body just acceptance and that's going to be a one, a conversation you'd start two, an acceptance that you have at some point. Um, and you have to know that that's just, that might be you and you have to be okay with that. And I think that, like you said, getting around people, following your page, following people's pages that are talking positively about them. If you see somebody's page or if you are around a lot of people that make you feel a certain type of way, let's, let's try something new for a while. Like you said, you can always come back to it, find those triggers for you um, figure out why you're having the thoughts that you are. If it's coming to issues with eating or any sort of like a food addiction, orthorexia, anything like that, that's something that you should talk to somebody about one to make sure you don't feel alone, but two, give them the help, give you the tools because you can get out of it. Cause I was absolutely in that state where I knew that this is my life and this was kind of what I was going to deal with for the rest of my life. You can get out of it. But I, I thought I was going to do it alone. And then as soon as I started talking to somebody or some people, that was when my life changed. Um, you can't do anything alone. And this is one thing. And I think that acceptance from other people is, is really powerful when it comes to your growth. And I think that you just need to know that change can happen. And you've got to just start talking positively all the time. Put something on your mirror that makes you feel good. Not a picture. Pictures don't do crap for anybody. They make you feel worse. Put something up there that makes you feel powerful each and every single day. And that it's just day after day, those little things are actually going to add up. And then a year from now, you're going to think, oh, remember when? And that's just going to, what's going to be a huge factor in your growth. And yeah, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, it's just the fact that you're not alone. Your body size is not your worth. And just knowing that change can happen little things over time is going to make that a huge difference for you. That's awesome. This has been such an incredible conversation. And the part that you just said, um, you know, talking about like your body is not what makes you worthy. It's, yeah. it's just not like it's, it's a part of you, but it's not all of you. And um, I just so appreciate your heart behind it and that you're very passionate about helping others and inspiring others through your page and what you're doing with your, um, with your business, with yeah. sweat method. Um, I've heard, I mean, I've heard from outside people that have gone and taken classes and, um, and people that I didn't even realize that were into fitness. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Um, but just that whole, that whole positive vibe that you give off, it's very evident in what you do. And I just really appreciate, um, all that you're doing, uh, for the, 
for fitness, for the community, for our community here in Charlotte, but how you are inspiring others. And uh, thank you for taking time to be on the, to be on the podcast today. No, I absolutely appreciate you reaching out. And I think this has been an awesome conversation. And like I said, if anybody ever feels like there's somebody to talk to, like, please DM me. Um, I definitely think getting involved in what you're doing right now, Seal, is incredible. That's just one step for somebody to mm-hmm. take into knowing that like, okay, you know, this is something that I can be. This is somebody that I want to be. Um, I just don't know how to get there. Just get around some good people that can truly help you build in that sense. But I just hope that people really know that this is a conversation that's just getting started. Um, And I'm excited to kind of see where it goes from here. And I think that people really feel empowered and excited about the future when it comes to positive body image and not even just physically, but emotionally. I just, we just all want you to feel like you are the beautiful person that you are. And I hope that that comes to light at some point and however we can help you, we want to be able to get you there. And celebrate it. So you celebrate your moments. So you celebrate your, it's every little moment. It's not like some big, you know, um, you know, some big final, um, you know, moment where you were talking about the body, this is interesting too. You were talking about the bodybuilding industry, fitness industry, as far as like from competitive fitness and figure and body and all these different things, all these athletes work for one day on stage, one day, they, they, some might be months, some might be years, some might be anywhere from, you know, 16, 12 weeks, whatever, but it's for that 24 hours that they work for, for that two minutes on stage. That's it. The day after it's different. It changes. And so, you know, I came from the competitive side, so I understand the yo-yo that comes with that. Like you work for that moment, you get to that moment. Oh, I want to hold on to that moment so bad, but it's not real. It's not real. Nobody lives in that moment forever. You're, you have to have, you have to have those seasons of where somebody is, you know, and and that's why athletes have seasons. Everything's in seasons. And so you have to look at yourself the same way you're in like, you're going to seasonally change because your age plays a role, your hormones play a role, like your lifestyle plays a role. So you have to be patient with yourself and allow the time, allow the freaking time. Yep. And I, I couldn't agree more. And that's why I think that like, now we're seeing more and more people were showing like, Hey, here's me when I get up out of bed in the morning. And here's me at the end of the day, you know, that women gain about seven to eight pounds every single day because they okay, nobody talks about that. Nobody. And it's like, okay, thank you. Because I thought I was the only one who felt like I was 10 times bigger at the end of the day. But it's, I think that, and I want to go back to like community very quickly. Cause I think that, like you said, a lot of athletes, a lot of bodybuilding, if they ever get into that industry, it's for one goal. And one. I mean, runners, you see a marathon and then what happens three weeks, they do nothing because they did that marathon, which is incredible. I don't sign me up for a marathon. Absolutely not. But I think that like, it's, when people have that goal, it's great. You hear the same thing. I'm going on vacation. I want to lose a few pounds. Okay, great. What about after the vacation? What about after the wedding? I think that when you come to sweat methods particularly, and there are so many gyms that do this so well, but like we try to get you to get in the community here, get to know people, really get to know your coaches. So like you don't just come for a few months and you get what you want out of it. And then you go somewhere else. Like you feel connected from the community and like you show up because of the community. You're not always going to have that enthusiasm to go work out every single day, but you know that you've got people that want to see you and they want to see you succeed. And no matter where that is for you, I think that if you are trying to go somewhere, whether it's on a fitness journey, whether it's on a, just a health journey, whether it's just on a life journey, you've got to find that group of people that get it. Like that. I mean, everybody has different pods, you know, like I've got my like friend group. They might not like to work out, but I've got my workout people. I've got that, but like find people that are a 
crew for you to be invested in you and you be invested in them long-term success that's how you get farther um because i just think that when you've got that one goal like as long as i hit that one thing then i'll be then i'll be good and then you drop off and it's like no no, no. as long as you build that community that is what's really going to help you find a an avenue and a road to just see overall success and want to be around positive people like that is an easy way to do it and if you think I haven't found anybody here for a community, like get into a gym. It's crazy, but like you can find some really fun people. There are some positive people here. They're going to go out and drink on the weekends. They're normal people. Like they don't get me wrong. They're going to do their thing. But I mean, it's crazy how many friends have met here. And then all of a sudden we see them out and about in Charlotte on the weekends. And it's like, really? You met at the gym? That that's just, I think that that's never really happened before. And like get into a community that you feel is just going to help you out. Um, and I think you built that community. It's about that we have it. A lot of people have it. It's wherever you feel comfortable. Um, you got to do a little push and shove to get in there. Don't think it's just going to happen if you walk in the room. You have to be able to meet some people on your own. But And just know that like that's my goal. I want to find my people. I want to find that crew that's going to accept me and push me and see me. And then I want to do the same in, in, in return. And I think when you've got that both way street situation going on, that's going to really make a big difference for people. That's a huge game changer. It changes everything. It's, it's what will help you launch forward with whatever you are trying to accomplish. And it'll also help you relax in the fact that, um, you're the only person judging yourself. (laughs) You're the only one that's putting these expectations. You get in the right community and you're going to realize everybody's for you and they're there to like cheer you on and they're there to high five and support. And when you find that a lot of times that'll help you let go of some of the other. I totally agree. Well, thank you again so much for being on Haley. This has been freaking awesome. (laughs) So much for having me. I'm really excited. Thank you for joining me today. If you like the podcast, please like and share this with other women in your life. You can find out more about SweatNet on SweatNet.com or follow them on Instagram at SweatNet and SweatNet Charlotte. You can follow me personally on Instagram at ItSealSmart. Stay tuned for the next episode of the SweatNet Be Amazing podcast.